All right, guys, this is Jay. Uh, this is the first podcast, and I am super honored and blessed and lucky to have Sandra or Vaz, as most of you guys know her. Uh, she used to work at a radio station here in Fort Myers. She's since moved on to Tampa, doing bigger and better things. Uh, she's under 30 years old and immensely successful. And the reason I wanted to have her on was because I believe life is done better together. And she's a wealth of knowledge on life. Wow. <laughs> wealth of knowledge on life. I've never heard anyone introduce me like that. I think and I've been introduced by a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's accurate, though, right? You don't think so? Um. Well, how old are you? Let's start there. How old are you? Okay, so I'm 27 years old. 27? You've been in radio for how long? I've been in radio since I was 18. And under 30 years old, under 10 years in radio, and is Tampa considered a big market or a small market? Tampa is considered a big market, but then a step above a big market would be a major market. Okay. So right now I'm in what they would call like a big market. Okay, so you're in a, so less than 10 years in a particular, in radio, which radio is very competitive. It is very competitive, especially now. I mean, we were just having a conversation about like Instagram and you know, there's so many other platforms for people to listen to music now. So it is very competitive when it comes to jobs. Mm-hmm. Because people want to hire the people that they feel can bring in the most listeners and beat out the Spotify's and the Pandora's mm-hmm. and the Apple Music. So, and even in doing that, so you have that competition and people who are also internal that are already in radio. So it's... Correct. You have, um, like, let's just say, for instance, um, you know, when Angie Martinez left Hot 97, mm-hmm. they could have got, you know, someone, like, they could have got a regular schmegler girl that was in radio somewhere that was really mm-hmm. talented, but who did they go with? They went with Nessa, who's Colin, who is Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, but she wasn't at the time, but she was on Girl Code. Mm-hmm. So they tend to go with, like, the people who have the most, like, uh, popularity. A so lot the big name of, so the big name. Correct. So here you are. You're creating the big name within the system. Right. So that was, yeah, that's dope because I thought, like, I even talked to you. I was afraid to apply for the job because I'm like, I don't feel like I look how they want me to look. I don't have this, you know, the thousands of followers on Instagram right now. So I don't think they would give me a shot, but they did, which is cool, which I think more people need to do in the industry. What, give people a shot or apply for the job? What do you mean by that? Give people a shot that you see making moves on a smaller scale, give them the opportunity to grow instead of hiring who already has the following. So you, I wanted to hit two two things when you said that. Number one, you said the look. What's the look that you feel? Because you're in radio, so radio right. is not like people look at you all day long. Right. I understand with Instagram, though, like, they are kind of looking at you, but not that much. But what do you think is the look that you need to have? So my thinking was off bases, like when we had that conversation, Mm -hmm. because then when I did talk to a program director, when I did talk to the specific program director, and I go, I didn't think I like what you were looking for, I thought you were looking at gorgeous, like, um, this girl before me was ambiguous, like, you didn't know she was black, white, Mm -hmm. like, she looked Spanish, and I thought you were looking for that gorgeous girl, and he's like, no, like, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he was basically saying, like, you have to have the talent to come with it. So there's no specific look in radio, but those girls who are beautiful and have talent will get the upper hand on you. Well, number one, I don't want you to sit here and call yourself ugly, because I think that's that's uh, not the move we're going to make. 
thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, second, you know, it's interesting that you say that uh, talent is more important than the look. Because uh, I think that's true about life. Uh, I've known people, uh, especially women, who early on, uh, like in club scenes around here, they were the bottle girls. They were the like the good-looking it girls. Um, and they were in their early 20s. And I've always told people, like, there's always a new 21-year-old. There's always yeah. that new good-looking girl. Can I cuss on here? Go ahead. Do a bad you. bitch turns 18 every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that in mind, is like, yo, what's the backup? You know, like, what do you have for yourself? Because, again, like I said, someone else is going to take that spot. I remember yeah. when I started my career, my whole thing was, I, I was the youngest person, I was fast, I was a little bit strong, but I was faster than I was stronger. Um, I'm old now, like, I'm I'm an old vet at what I do, and, you know, like, my brain is more important now than what I can physically do, because um, there are the new guys who are the fasters, and they are the guys who are chasing right. people around, uh, you know, they are the guys who are lifting a bunch of more weight than I can. So, it, you know, it, I think if you rely simply on physical attributes, like looks or weights and stuff like that, uh, in the long run, you lose. Like every billionaire that I've seen, they're never built. No, <laughs> they're never like, exactly. it's, it's always your brain matters more, which again translates into uh, having talent. Right. So the second thing you touched on was, uh, well, you made mention in other conversations about, um, fentanyl. Let me scratch that. I want to go back to the, to the looks thing. Now, when we were talking earlier, you said that, when you were in this town, you wouldn't do certain things, like even maybe hairstyles, you wouldn't try out. In Tampa now, you are willing to try out those hairstyles. What's the difference between uh, this town and, and Tampa? Well, a lot of times here, like natural hair or braided hair would be considered like ghetto. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for me to ever like get my hair, like, you know, even if I wanted to dye my hair, like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to get a red weed, mm-hmm. you know, I would ask like for like what my peers thought or like the mm-hmm. people that I work with thought because it's automatically like deemed as like ghetto whereas if I was a lighter skinned person or maybe a white girl mm-hmm. it wouldn't be looked as ghetto be like, Oh, she's expressing herself. Mm-hmm. But in Tampa I feel like I can get my hair braided, I can dye my hair. Like even now, like I know like we've had a friendship for a long time, like when I first lived here I wouldn't want to wear makeup, like, without makeup in front of you. I'm like, oh, shit, like, I don't want makeup. I need my makeup sunglasses. But now I feel like it's cool to be natural as myself because I see other girls in Tampa that are natural just like myself. So it makes me feel more comfortable. Like, oh, that girl has an afro. Mm-hmm. So I can rock my afro. Mm-hmm. She won't look at me stupid because I got my hair braided. Or she won't look at me ghetto because I got my hair braided. Mm-hmm. So, you've, so and, and this this is just natural hair for you, right? Like, an afro is just natural for certain people. Yeah, like, perm is not natural. Like, yo, your afro is it's, your natural hair. Isn't it, so it's crazy to be, to almost be criticized for what you are naturally, don't you think? Yeah, just like they was criticizing Beyonce's daughter, Blue. They're still criticizing her other kids now, too, because, like, you know, Blue and then her sister, um, I think it's, like, Rumi or something, uh-huh. they don't have, you know, they have the froze and... That's our natural hair. Yeah. Like, what do you want people to perm a two-year-old's hair to make yeah. it look straight? Even um, the the gymnast. Remember how much slack they gave her over her hair? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Simone something? Simone Biles, but who was the other one before her? I can't think of her name, but 
they criticize those girls because of the way they her look. And at the end of the day, they're gymnasts. You know, it's crazy that, that <laughs> you know, a lot of people go with this whole idea of, uh, especially in America, it's all about individuality, be who you are, be who you are. But it's only be who you are if you look like the majority. Right. You know, but if you if you happen to be dark skin or your natural hair that's an afro, then you're being weird or some kind of weird connotation behind it. Yeah, it's nappy. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. But you know what I also think too is like on the flip side of that is people who look like us are very critical of us too. Like where you know, like I have to be honest with myself and say, you know, have I looked at someone who looks like me and thought this guy looks ghetto, and I'm like, oh crap, I look just like him when I wake up. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. why would I be that way towards me? Right, you're absolutely right, because when, I wish I can, um, I have a friend, I've been told to give her eyes in by Jay, Wait but I'm going to try to pull up that first girl. <laughs> I showed, I remember at the time I had showed my white coworker who worked on a, a rock station, mm -hmm. and I was like, they're making fun of her hair. He couldn't see what was wrong with it, mm -hmm. because the people who were criticizing her were black women, criticizing mm -hmm. her hair, and mm -hmm. I just couldn't understand why. Mm -hmm. It's like, she's a gymnast, she works out. Why would she come in this, like, front lace wig mm -hmm. or, you know, with her hair, like, why? She's working out. She's mm -hmm. And, again, so it's all about, it's always this. Now, the the other portion, too, um, besides the look, you said, I know that there was a talk about talent and having to be talented uh, to get to where you're at. Right. Uh, how does relationships work out there, too? Is it that, have you had to be, uh, is there a lot of jealousy because of the talent? Is there... Uh, does talent just override and people kind of fall in line because you're talented? How does that work? Um, I think that a lot of people are curious as to why I got to where I was. Uh-huh. Because I am, you know, girls in general have it hard. And I will say that black, white, whatever. Mm -hmm. Girls have it hard. But I think that sometimes it's even harder on black women. Mm -hmm. just why is that? Because I just don't think the world sees us as talented enough. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you obviously, like, slept where you got. Where, mm -hmm. you, know, you slept, you, you know, your way to, and I'm not even at the top yet, and mm -hmm. I still have people, like, thinking that about me. Oh, you must have slept your way into that job. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I have a coworker up there. Oh, like, you know, who looks at me kind of in a whole way because maybe I've gotten certain bookings and gigs that mm -hmm. he didn't get. And it's like, no, I'm not a hoe. Like, maybe these people just appreciate me for my talent. You ever see that on the reverse side? Like, no, do you ever hear guys getting accused of sleeping their way anywhere? No. Like, you've never heard a, a guy ask, like, hey, did you suck this dick? You know, you never heard a man ask, like, hey, have, did you suck his dick to get to where you are? <laughs> but women, we're, like, asked that all the time. Like, <laughs> I want you to see your kind of terminology, but... Uh, <laughs> Because you, you're working in radio, you're working in entertainment. Yeah. There is a large uh, homosexual population in that in that world, isn't there not? There is. So, like, I hear DJs sometimes, whether it be at local clubs um, or on the radio, that I'm like, this guy isn't really that good, right. but this guy is moving up in the world. But there's never a question of whether that guy is sleeping around to get to where he's getting. But right. if it's you, it's, oh, she must be sleeping around to get there. And oh, there's yeah, no other explanation. she absolutely slept for she. Yeah, that's how it is. And she absolutely slept for what she got. I mean, if you if you ask about like Angela Yee and Angie Martinez and like even all the hard work that they that they have put in, questions about like who they slept with still come to the table. Chelsea Handler, mm -hmm. you know, it's so many women that get asked that on a daily basis. So so far, would you say because uh, the point of all this is like, hey, how do you overcome? This? 
So some of the struggles you said you faced in entertainment has been, number one, a particular look of what's more acceptable versus not. Yeah. And it seems to be almost if if you are a, uh, if your skin color is of a particular hue and your hair is a particular way, then that counts against you. And then in addition to that, even if you overcome that, then it is the perception of the majority is, oh, they, this person must have slept their way there. Yes. So you're working with two negatives pretty early on, right. and you're having to overwork that, right? Right. So not to be in a position that you're in, well, number one, how do you overwork that? What do you do to make sure that doesn't happen or to overcome that when it comes your way? I think that you just can't care. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you, like, harp on that, like, it's always going to be that. So I used to let a lot of that stuff, like, get me down. But it's just it's to the point where you just have to, like, block all of that negativity out. Mm-hmm. Or just not, you know, fuck with certain individuals who think that way of you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just have to block all of those comments out. Like, if you truly know, like, you didn't suck a cock <laughs> to get to where you are, mm-hmm. then be proud of yourself because there's always been people people who think certain ways. But I will say this in like in addition to that. There are women who do sleep their way to the top. Mm-hmm. I mean there are women who do you know, do certain things to get movie roles mm-hmm. and positions. So that there is that too. But there are a lot of women who do work hard for their positions mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. there's are a lot of a lot of men who do that stuff too. They do that I've heard in the music industry like a lot of homosexuality mm-hmm. acts happen for people to make movies. So, so it goes both ways, really. But then I would say, then does can can someone be talented and still feel themselves forced to sleep their way to certain positions? Because yeah. if not for that, they wouldn't get a, uh, an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've seen like the Harvey Weinstein situation, and there was a lot of talented girls who said that, like, you know, they've had to done, they've had to do things to get certain roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also do have talent as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're like, oh, I'm just one of, like, a thousand women who have talent in Hollywood right now, so what can I do to get the one up? And that's a mentality, like, that women have to uh, get out of their heads, too. Like, you, if we all would just agree to not do shit like that, which we never will. Because mm-hmm. I look at it, you know how I said, like, the, like a lot of times, like, blacks are the hardest on blacks. Mm-hmm. Women are the hardest on women, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've even, like, even at the new station I'm at, I posted a photo, like, with me, like, made up and, like, my hair done. A girl came under there and she goes, oh, I like that hair and makeup better than, like, you know, you look the prettiest with this hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you're insinuating that you didn't like my other picture that I posted. Mm-hmm. But never would a man come on there and say that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, so I just feel like women are the hardest on women. Blacks are the hardest on blacks. Yeah, I, you know, but that would be true, too, about I... I now that I post, well, I do post them quite a bit, like workout videos, and if I hit a new a new weight or something like that, it's normally a guy that tells me something about my form not being what it should be. Yep. And my answer is always, did the weight go up? Did the weight go down? Then that's all that matters. Everything else right. is completely insignificant to me. Right. Uh, when you're moving 400, 500 pounds, that's it. Um, again, I don't want, because I, I, I don't want to harp on the, the struggles only, but the success as well. Has some of the success you think has been, because you mentioned earlier, like, you weren't going to apply. Is some of the success just simply trying? Yeah, you do have to try no matter what. So even if you think in your head or, like, you know, we know we know the truth. Like, even though, like, people would never admit that, 
you know, they only want to hire a specific look. Because a lot of the times people don't really know they're being prejudiced. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like programming their head. But you still need to try. If you know you are truly talented, put your stuff out there into the world and apply to that job no matter what it is because you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. It is like a time and a spot where you're like, damn, like we want to hire her mm-hmm. because we've never hired a person like that. Mm-hmm. And she's talented, so there are some, there are, there are some people out there who will give you a chance. So, I mean, I'm very talented, but if I had never tried to apply for this job, mm-hmm. then you would, you wouldn't know. So even so, when you get in a position like you're in right now, and you're, you're, you have some level of influence, some level of, you could, you know, have some weight that you can push around, uh, do you give other people who are talented an opportunity as well, or do you view them as competition? you got to, like, oh, i got to keep you away. Well, like, you can go to my Instagram, and you've seen, like, the text message that I got from one of my fellow in- interns. Like, she was very talented. And she basically, like, in the text said that, like, I'm responsible for her getting hired in Miami. Mm-hmm. Like, I helped her how to do you know, Adobe Audition, and I helped her learn how to do a lot of things that would be beneficial to her in radio. But a secure person in their position does not mind helping other people. Mm -hmm. Because if you know that you're on your shit, then you shouldn't be worried about another person taking your job. If they do, it's showbiz. That's the name of the game. But you shouldn't be worried about, you know, if if someone asks you for help, to help them. Because I think that's more – that's – I felt really good. I felt better, like, the, about her getting that job and her sending me that text than me getting the job that I got in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a better feeling knowing that I helped someone succeed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. That'll give you, the, uh, to keep in that same train of, you know, helping other people and stuff like that. You've mentioned, like, I think on Monday you're going to meet who again? Um, Meg Thee Stallion. And you've met some other celebrities, too. You even, I think, got shouted out on Conan O'Brien or something by a comedian. Yeah, um, Nicole Byers, who was, you know, she is cool as fuck. Like, she didn't have to do that. But that just shows you that, like, some girls, like, are, are girls' girls, and they want to see other girls succeed, and so they, they do that for them. Because a lot of women would never do that, so I appreciate her for that. So now, you're in showbiz, you're meeting these important people, you're moving up in the world. Uh, in your personal life, the friends that you had at 18, 19, 20, 21 even, are you still friends with those people? Or do you have friends that are not in showbiz? Uh, like, how does that work? All my real friends are not in showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep yourself grounded with people who don't do what you do. Yeah, because I just think that a lot of people who are in this business, they only are friends with me because of, like, what I can do for them. Mm-hmm. Or they're only friends with me because I am that that you know, why 94.1 right now? Like, that's why they're, that's why we're cool. But mm-hmm. other than that, if I got fired tomorrow, they wouldn't talk to me. That's a good point. I think the same thing about my job. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people just like me because of what I do. Um, that's interesting. What What would you, if you, if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone who looks at you, doesn't look like you, who wants to have some degree of success uh, in show business or in uh, marketing, what would you? What would be your piece of advice? To keep going, no matter what. Like, if you record something, if you do a song, if you do uh, a speaking engagement, if you make a funny post, or you think of something funny in your head, I'm sorry, post it, post it, post it, post it. No matter how many likes you get, no matter, no matter how many views you get, you have to keep going. And if you keep going and you're dope, if you truly are dope, you just have to keep going. 
don't never give up, and then eventually you'll be in that position that you want to be in. All right, well, thanks, Pastor. That's all we have today. Okay. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. It did make perfect sense. Okay. <laughs>